The Campbell Group has teamed up with PI Perspectives to offer listeners top-notch, affordable insurance solutions. Private investigators can get insurance for their business for as low as $305 per year. Apply now at PIPerspectivesInsurance.com and receive a quote back within 24 hours. Specializing in the research of liability for personal injury claims, Pacific Liability Research offers insurance assessments of all applicable liability coverages to help determine what a case is potentially worth. Have a case with no insurance policy? Since 2019, the highly trained staff on their insurance discovery team has located over 100 million plus in previously unknown insurance coverage. They offer a full refund for any inaccurate results and they do not charge for no-hit searches. Additionally, Investigators Toolbox members automatically receive 50% off their first case. Just mention Investigators Toolbox when you fill out your first order. More information can be found at PacificLiability.com. Contact them today and discover the immediate impact that Pacific Liability Research can provide. Do you enjoy our podcast and the guests we bring you? Since 2019, Matt and his team have done their very best to give you amazing shows each week. If you feel like our show has helped you to be a better investigator, or maybe even inspired you to become an investigator, please let us know. We're looking for testimonials. Drop Matt an email with a recorded 20 to 30 seconds of you talking about this podcast. You can also email him something verbal about the website. His email is S at satellitepi.com. And if you really feel blessed for having this content, consider supporting Matt and our show by joining Investigators Toolbox. You really have to see version 2.0. And at just 49 cents a day, it's a no-brainer. Now let's jump in to this week's episode. Welcome to this week's episode of PI Perspectives. We have a great show today and our guest is joining us from Israel. Today we're chatting about a telegram and research tool called Telemetry. We're joined by co-founder Ari Ben-Am. Telemetry is a great tool that examines groups on Telegram, which is quickly becoming a hotbed for questionable activity. This is a great episode. So let's join Ari and your host, private investigator, Matt Spare. And welcome everyone to this week's episode of PI Perspectives. This is Matt Spare, your host. Uh, today we're gonna do something a little different. Um, I, I am, if those of you who know me know I'm all over LinkedIn and I'm always looking to source information and new tools that are out there. And I came across this gentleman uh, a, a couple weeks ago and said, wow, he's, he's kind of onto something. This is uh, pretty cool. So I want to welcome Ari uh, Benam to the uh, program. I think I pronounced it right, right, Ari? You, you nailed it. Could, right. not have been, could, not, could not have been any better. Matthew, thank you so much for having me here. It is an honor and, and more importantly, a pleasure yeah. uh, to be here. And I look forward to talking to you about whatever comes up over the next yeah, so- hour. So uh, co-founder of Telemetry Data Labs, um, you've got a an app called Telemetry, which we're going to get into a little bit. But I, I want to just bring to the attention, you're in Israel right now <laughs> talking I, to me while there's a war going on outside. So I, what's going that, on? <laughs> that, that, that is true. Like, well, my, my Canaanite dog is busy bopping around in the background here. Uh, there, is a, there is a war going on for those of you who have been living under a rock for the last uh, month or so. Uh, it began on a terrible event on the 7th of October. Uh, when Hamas forces invaded Israel and slaughtered about 1,400 Israelis. And since then, we've had 
several weeks at this point of ongoing warfare, including an Israeli ground incursion into the Gaza Strip, yeah. uh, which is ongoing. So from a personal perspective, I, I mean, I've been, we've been involved, the country's been involved in numerous civil initiatives uh, for counter misinformation, disinformation work, for other, other efforts and so on. Uh, so we've been quite busy. Mm. But things are starting to finally, I think, not necessarily quiet down, but to return to normal a little bit here. Yeah, it's a long process, man. It's I can't believe it's been a month already. Um, and you know, me personally, my business is you know all that. We we all stand with Israel. I mean, it, it's not even a question. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel like I don't even have to like post it so much because it's it's obvious, you know, like uh, what's going on here. But I, I appreciate it very much. I'm not one for posting uh, content online, also uh, myself. So I, I definitely I share your, your sentiment in that regard. But it's yeah. much appreciated. Uh, and I think I'm, I'm I'm optimistic. I'll go from there. And the, from the time perspective, it's crazy. I mean, no Israeli would have thought several weeks ago that this would be still ongoing several weeks later. Yeah. Uh, but but it is, and and that's life, I guess. Yeah. Okay. So we're gonna we're gonna jump into content here. So I want to talk about Telegram, right? Because that that's really what your your app is based on. Now let, let's treat me like I'm a complete nobody, and I don't un- know what Telegram is. I have no idea. Because uh, there are probably some folks out there that okay, Telegram is an envelope with the, a message in it, right? No, it doesn't work that way. So break it down it, for me. Well, it could still work that way if you wanted, but that's not the Telegram <laughs> that we're that, that we're referring to. Telegram, and by the way, anybody who hasn't heard of Telegram and is listening to this, don't feel bad. I mean that. I mean that seriously and truly. It's very big in much of the global South, developing world, whatever you want to call it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's still not very popular in the United States, and it's only popular in certain parts of Europe. But what it is essentially is a fascinating messaging application. I like to call it a mix of iMessage or WhatsApp and Twitter or Facebook, if you wanted to kind of go down that route. That mm-hmm. lets you not only message your friends and family and groups and, and chats and so on, but also have large and public channels and public groups that are, can be dedicated to any topic under the sun, right? Culture, films, travel, commerce, marketing, whatever you'd like, to news, and of course, illegal content, right? Uh, there's a very large uh, cybercrime scene on Telegram, uh, disinformation, extremism, violent content. We can get more into that in the context of uh, Israel and, and Hamas, and also perhaps in Russia and Ukraine and others. And essentially, it's become a, a fascinating and unique resource in the online space uh, that is, in my opinion, still underutilized by many, especially mm-hmm. in the United States. Uh, but it is becoming more and more popular. And I can tell you that empirically, based upon people asking me in the last month or two, what is Telegram? Yeah. That that number is shot up. Yeah. So, uh, I, so. I, I think there's like a billion files on there or or, or pieces, points of data or something. I was reading. They have, they have very, I, mean, I, I, nobody can tell you other than Telegram the exact number of data points that they have uh, on the actual platform, but they have over 800 million users. They've been around for about 10 years and they're growing rapidly. And their user base is in interesting parts of the world as well. Southeast Asia, Africa, Latin America, Russia, the former Soviet states, Eastern Europe, areas that you don't always have great coverage of access to data in if you're doing global investigations or any sort of global work. Right. And, and th- this is a product that's brought to you by the Durov brothers who, uh, anybody who knows what uh, VK and knew, knew what VK was about, th- those are the guys that, that uh, invented that and pushed it until uh, uh, I guess Russia took it over. <laughs> that is, that is, that is very true. They're I mean, truly, they had two good ideas, one after the other, which I think is uh, un- uncommon. Yeah. Uh, they've, they've definitely changed the world undoubtedly uh, in their, in their own ways. And for those of you who haven't had a chance to look into Vicontacta and how they recommend doing so. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, you know, I think I started getting into OSIN probably back in like 2016 and um, 2017, maybe. And um, 
you know, started doing the research and just started, started having the different tools that were out there to, to pull, right. To scrape, um, you know, it, it was different there as far as, um, geofencing and, and geotagging and, and, and getting, um, content scraped. Right. And then I, I heard about this thing called VK and it's VK. What is that? Like, I've never heard of this before. And, you know, being in New York, um, and, uh, you start talking about like Brooklyn, and, you know, the big Russian community in Brooklyn, oh, yeah, if you're looking for, for somebody down there, like they may have an, an account on VK, right? So it, it all of a sudden, it, the eyes, you know, wide open, and we have this new thing to look at. And uh, it, it's impressive. Yeah, Absolutely. It's a fascinating uh, platform, Facebook clone, whatever you like to call it. And I think that it has a, it has a unique shared attribute or approach kind of that, that it shares with Telegram because of the Dura brothers, which is much more transparency. VK, if you find an account in there, it will show you all of the groups the individual is a member of, for example. It will show you all this other information that may be public in other platforms, but only by choice, right? right. Uh, whereas there's a lot more openly accessible data on VK. There have been a lot of great articles, not like you said, anybody dealing in Russia uh, or former Soviet state areas, or including the diaspora, of course, uh, right-wing extremism, or any form, by the way, any form of extremism as well, jihadism, that sort of thing as well, you can also very easily find on there due to the transparency and neutrality that the Dura brothers believe in, right? We can agree or disagree with it on a personal level, whether you think that that's the right approach, but they do it and it's a, they might say it, I refer to the approach of having, you know, it be a neutral, transparent platform. VK mm-hmm. was the start and Telegram is the next stage. And that's what we've been seeing now, where you have terrorist channels or affiliated with Hamas, uh, you know, Islamic Jihad, all those uh, fun groups, essentially sharing content unhindered on Telegram, and that's a purposeful choice by Telegram itself. Some people take umbrage at that, and I completely understand why, but for us as analysts and investigators, it's the best possible thing we could ask for. Yeah, I mean, it's like you gotta have all the uh, access to the different information out there, and you know, anyone who does this job, it, it's always tough to look at. You know, they're horrible images, there's horrible content. You really have to be like a certain, have a certain attitude to say like, oh, okay, I can stomach this. I'm not going to, I'm not going to take this with me when I turn the computer off, um, you know, which is nuts. I, I remember like recently I, I was in my building and my building has CNN going nonstop, right? Constantly and yeah, elevators, TVs, it's all going right. And it's just constantly a barrage last month of just images, just, just a lot of craziness, right? And then one morning I'm, um, I'm in the lounge. I think I'm getting a cup of coffee or something and CNN comes on and they have this like expert on who has, is talking about how there's studies that if you're watching too much of this content, that it could be damaging for you psychologically, that you, that you probably going to need counseling if you keep looking at it. And the first thought in my head was like, well, then why are you playing all this stuff? CNN, like you're killing everybody. They're showing, they're showing you the tame stuff still, as, as, as you know, if you go on telegram or 4chan, that sort of thing, you'll see much worse stuff. Uh, but yeah, you certainly have to have a, a certain disposition and an iron stomach to really keep this stuff down and not, and not lose it. Uh, but it's, but it's the kind of thing that also, if you're, if you're the kind of person with the investigative mindset on the, you have to go see it also to some degree, not, to, not for the sake of viewing the content, I mean, but you have to know everything that there is to know. There's, you know, there's the drives of knowing that way. And then you can do things with that important information. So it's, I, it's worth it. It's difficult, but it's worth it. I've been training myself. Yeah. I yeah mean, you have to be informed. You're in the intelligence business, right? You, you know, you gotta, you gotta take one for the team, I guess, and uh, and do it. And so. I, I can tell you firsthand, also. I'm sorry to cut you off. I'm sorry, okay. also that uh, that many journalists and news outlets, including the mainstream media that uh, you you consume, right, whether it's CNN, your building, or 
buy a copy of the New York Times downstairs or happens to be, much of it comes nowadays from Telegram. It might be verified or sourced or confirmed via other sources, uh, but I know people working at these outlets and they openly speak about how Telegram has in many ways become the new Twitter yeah. uh, for them. In terms or, of- or data miner, right? Which fed off Twitter anyways. I mean, that was... That was the key back then. All these news sources, you know, if you're their ticker on the bottom <laughs> going across was literally like just what was coming off of Data Miner. Absolutely. Uh, and that's and, and Telegram is the, is the future of that. And in many ways, it's even better thanks to its, uh, I always call it radical centralism, radical neutrality in mm-hmm. this uh, in, the, in, the, in the space. Yeah, no, it's it's crazy. So before we get into um, all, all this stuff, and I, I do want to cover it, tell me a little bit about your background. Uh, you're an entrepreneur, but you seem like a tech guy. Uh, tell me how you got into this business and uh, you know, how he ended up where you're at. Well, thanks. Well, I'm really good at coming off as a tech guy, but I'm actually the only non-programmer developer in telemetry. Uh, both my partners are, are very skilled uh, actual software developers and engineers. Mm-hmm. I, just, uh, I just look the part, I guess, uh, to some degree. Uh, but it's about myself, I've been in OSINT for five, six years, I guess. I've uh, been in Israel for about 11 years. Uh, got started a little bit in the military, but not in a traditional role by any means. I was in the Foreign Relations Division, so I was doing, as the classic, the people always say, right, I was doing OSINT without knowing that I was doing OSINT. Um, but it really was was true. Uh, and then I fell in love with the space. Uh, studied undergrad East Asian Studies, uh, Chinese. Started working in a few uh, part-time jobs in, in the broader OSINT space and Worked at most providers. My last company I worked at was a company called Act Defense, if you heard of them. And then the idea came to me uh, primarily after the Russian invasion of Ukraine when TG Stat went down to uh, then create Telegram, to create telemetry, meaning that I realized that there was going to be a need for data from Telegram going forward. And mm-hmm. I wanted to fill that need. That's great, man. That's such a great story. And it, it, it you see that, right? As you're coming across these things, it, it, as an entrepreneur, you know, somebody who, who can appreciate um, ideas. Right. Not all of them work, but when they when you can get some steam and when, when uh, the stars align and uh, you know, stuff comes together, uh, there's nothing like it. You know, I, I think of a, a conversation that I had um, with Rob Douglas, who's the CEO of, of Scope now, um, a good friend of mine. Right. I've known him for many, many years. And um, he, he says the same thing. He goes, I'm not a programmer. I, I, I couldn't tell you how to do all this stuff. He goes, I'm, I'm an idea guy. I came up with the idea and I was smart enough to hire people to build this idea for me. I was like, that's genius. I, I, I always say I tricked my partners into working with me. There's right. no other way. There's no, there's no, they went, they went with me on a, on a total lark here, mm-hmm. uh, but it's worked out well. We're an open beta, just under 1500 users after being up for three weeks, something like that. So not bad mm-hmm. uh, and growing and growing fast. And I can tell you also that part of this uh, entrepreneurial journey for me has been not only working on telemetry, but also working as a freelancer to pay my bills and my rent, right? As I as I, as I do this, so I, I consult and I train and I, uh, on OSINT, of course, and primarily more technical elements of OSINT, and, mm-hmm. I re- and I research and uh, on every occasion that I've worked with others with, DFIR companies, right, for digital forensics or with right. government agencies, or whatever happens to be things I've done in the past year or so of being independent, it always somehow comes back to Telegram. Right. It is. It's. It's always scary, back right? there, and it's. It, it, it is. It is scary, and it's very for me. It's for me. It's excellent because I think we have that product market fit, and I like to tell people that I know what needs to be done for the product. To what degree that's true, who really knows? But I have at least a general vision here, uh, and I think that's what I bring to the table primarily in this partnership. And my partners bring to the table tremendous patience with dealing with me, and the ability to and the ability to write code. Okay. So. No, great. I think we're going to take a quick break here. Um, and then when we come back, I really want to dig into uh, your app. I really want to talk about uh, telemetry and, and how it works 
And what are the benefits uh, of, of using it? Um, maybe some some case studies um, and things like that. So everybody sit tight and we will be right back. I want to talk to everybody today about scopenow.com. Scopenow has been a big time sponsor of this program for quite some time. And I just love their service. I've been using them since the beginning. I'm one of their beta customers and it's been so awesome to see them grow into the business that they are today and just how they just keep reinventing themselves and pushing themselves to get more and more information. What it comes down to is, is Scope Now is a tool that you definitely need to use if you do social media investigations, any internet research, and really spending less time digging around and, and uh, looking for information. I think it's one of the best points of how Scope Now can help you. Their AI platform, their analytics are amazing. You really get an idea of what you need. You're reducing the time, you're reducing the manpower that you, you're spending on doing this research because they're essentially doing it for you and uh, they're doing it correctly, which is most important. One of the new things that they're actually offering is this flagging system where you can flag behaviors and really highlight and um, look out for fraud. If you're doing a lot of fraud research, uh, this is a fantastic tool and you can set up alerts. So you have uh, particular people that you're looking at, you can actually set up alerts to get notifications when the criteria that you set up is actually um, is flagged and goes off. It's really, uh, really amazing. And their relationship and association analytics are uh, top notch, really uh, cutting edge and really, really cool. When they brought that out on version three, it was a game changer. I mean, really being able to see how people interact together and, and uh, you know, having that relationship you know, analysis is really, really something that's cool. You know, one of the other things about being involved with Scope Now is their ability to offer webinars. Their team is cutting edge on putting together and getting out really, really great content. If you're a member of Scope Now, if you know who they are, you've seen them around on LinkedIn, you'll, you'll know that they're constantly doing webinars on these new websites that are coming out and uh, they're really staying on top of it. And don't forget, uh, any reports that you generate, you can actually white label those reports put your own logos on and, and really make them look professional, which you know could equate to more billing for you as well. So check them out today. It's uh, www.scopenow.com. They're a great, great company. They should be one of the tools in your toolbox, along with whatever kind of uh, search engines you do. Uh, you need to make sure that ScopeNow is a part of that suite. ScopeNow.com. Check out the PI Institute of Education at PIInstitute.com. Since 1989, Kelly Riddle has been teaching on subjects such as surveillance, nursing home investigations, insurance fraud, domestic investigations, hidden assets, and accident scene investigations. The PI Institute of Education is a featured learning partner in the investigatorstoolbox.com. So check out the free content on the site, then visit the Institute for more great savings on additional classes. Are you an investigator that can't find the time for research, or are you stuck on a case that has given you issues? Satellite Investigations has a dedicated research team that specializes in skip tracing and defendant locates. Let our expert researchers use a balanced technique of research and pretext know-how to authenticate data and get you the answers you need. Contact us today by emailing us at newcase at satellitepi.com. And welcome back to PI Perspectives. This is Matt Sperry, your host. Today we have Ari Ben-Am uh, from Israel, uh, who is the co-founder of Telemetry, uh, which is a uh, a very unique app that looks at Telegram and uh, helps you do some uh, investigative work on that. So Ari, 
Thank you uh, for joining us and welcome back to the program. Matthew, thank you so much for having me here. It's, like I said earlier, an honor, a pleasure, and I can't wait to get more into the nuts and bolts of, of Telegram in the space. Yeah, so let's let's jump into it, man. Let's dive right in. So we talked a little bit about Telegram and what it is. Let's talk about uh, telemetry and and how it works, and, and maybe do a couple uh, case studies of of how uh, how you can use it. For sure. So let's start off. The point we brought up in the first half of this uh, episode was that Telegram, like VK, has a radical element of neutrality. Right? They don't take down content unless it's highly, highly, highly objectionable. And when I say highly objectionable, I mean CCM content. I mean ISIS beheadings. And even that was only after they had they received pressure and so on, right? right? Really, only the worst of the worst of the worst of the worst will be taken down from Telegram, making it very, very useful for us as investigators, but to some degree, not necessarily the most pleasant place to be for other individuals. But before we get into that part of it, let's discuss how it really works. You open up Telegram, right? You then need to then either message your friends or go find public groups and channels inside of the native Telegram search feature for you to join. Channels are entities that you can join, and it's like a Twitter account. You can see whatever they post in a chronological order, right? Including files, links, images, that sort of thing. And depending on the settings of the channel, you can respond or leave a like, whatever it happens to be, but you can't speak in the channel. It's a broadcasting uh, entity, let's say. In groups, and the groups can include hundreds of thousands of people in them, by the way, they're massive, you can chat with other people as well and much more in a similar like much much uh, akin to a facebook group let's say right so there are all these open elements of telegram to keep in mind now anybody who's used telegram will tell you that the built-in search is not great to say the least right i've never got a chance to use it before but the global search of telegram you put in a keyword you'll get five maybe ten results of public groups and channels in a very broad sense and you can't be smart about it right and you also can't search based upon the content of the channel or the group it's only based upon the name Right. So if, if you were an investigator and you wanted to find information on a given company or a person or whoever happened to be, right, you would need to essentially go group by group or channel by channel, hoping to individually search them. You could individually search them to then manually search for the mention of what you happen to be looking for. Not viable, to say the least. Right. Yeah. Right. Now, Telegram, though. In contrast to, say, Twitter or Facebook, where on Twitter, or Facebook, if you had that same problem, you could carry out a smarter query. Right. You can search the, the name and you can use and use in some cases Boolean logic and operators and so on. And you'll receive publicly available data to a certain degree based on what you happen to query. Like we said, not on Telegram. Right. So what do we do? We utilizing te the Telegram API. And this is also a unique element of Telegram. Uh, Telegram has an API or an application programming interface, which lets anybody freely interact and scrape data freely from public telegram entities under certain limitations, right? This used to be a thing on other platforms. Uh, Twitter, you could do, get access to do so for academic purposes and so on, but right. most of them have really shut it down or monetized it. Reddit was the big, was the biggest uh, latest issue, which killed the whole ecosystem of apps on top of it. Uh, I don't know if we want me to go deeper into APIs, uh, yeah. but that's, uh, we can, uh, well, uh, like, yeah, I mean, let, let's maybe just a little bit, cause I, I don't want other people falling yeah, asleep at I the wheel. <laughs> APIs are how computers talk to each other, programs talk to each other. Right. So we, so we use UIs as people to, we, to go type things in or touch them where it happens to be. Computers don't do that. They need to integrate yeah. a technical level and that's the way they integrate with each other. So you can write code to automatically and programmatically interact with computer programs via the API once they're available. You can't do that for Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, et cetera, unless you're willing to pay, in certain cases, tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, a month. Telegram is free. Anybody can interact with it under certain limitations. 
So what we've developed is a system that ethically, and when I say ethically, I mean in, in terms of it accesses data legally and ethically via the Telegram API and in uh, and under the terms of service, right? So we're not doing anything illegal that anybody shouldn't be expecting. Telegram terms of service, by the way, for those of you who have read it, are like four pages long. It's not one of those scenarios where it's 950 pages and nobody can reasonably expect you to read it. Right. Uh, you should read it because it's actually legible and understandable and not bad. Now we go into there, we take publicly accessible data, only public accessible data, we have no access to any other data, right? And we store it in a database, enabling the end user to run smart queries across that data with mm -hmm. Boolean logic, with some Google operators and so on. We have so a large- So yeah. you're stripping it off, off of there, right? So you're putting it in a different location. So let's say, God forbid, Telegram crashes or anything like that. You've, you've actually have more memorialized what's on there, correct? That is that is one of the very large upsides of what we happen to be doing. In many ways, it is an archive of Telegram or a snapshot to a given point in time as we, via our automated system, go from group to group and channel to channel, which we don't need to go into how we do that, but you can imagine that there are certain ways to go about doing that automatically and pretty easily, right? We then take in all the data and store it. And then we also periodically go back to these channels and groups to, you know, to update them, right? To take in the new data and so on. But even if that group or channel goes down, we still have access to that data as well. Right. Yeah, and then important. I'm sorry. Yeah. And then of course you can you can search across it in ways that you couldn't do on regular Telegram. And you can even search across it in ways that you couldn't do on most of the platforms. So you mm -hmm. can like use use your and and ors and your parentheses and your minus signs for nots, right? right? You can use other operators and so on and really find very specific data across a data set. We have currently about 1.1 billion messages uh, or posts across several hundred thousand channels and groups. And we're expanding that. Daily by, by so what do you do for language or different languages? So that's one of the fascinating parts of Telegram. Like we said earlier, Telegram is popular primarily not in the United States, right? The rest of the world, let's say, I say facetiously, of course, right? Latin America, Africa, and so on. There's a huge diversity of languages across Telegram. So we utilize certain technologies to help you search more effectively across those languages, even if right? You don't necessarily translate it. So we do have some soft translation capabilities where if you put a certain word and it can sense it in a different language, it'll it'll try to match it and so on. Not mm -hmm. perfect yet. We're still in beta, but we're working on it. And we're working on developing some basic NLP as well to help categorize channels based upon language and then provide further insights also based upon that data too. Yeah, you can, you can always build a, a better potato, right? <laughs> That's uh, We're trying to keep, listen, we, we really do believe in uh, keep it simple, stupid. Right. Yeah. I don't think I wouldn't. I we're doing what I think is a simple product. I'm I'm honestly shocked no one else has done it before, mm. uh, outside of Russia, at the very least. And I think that at the end of the day, the simplicity, the beauty of it is also the simplicity of it. We simply provide the analyst investigator access to the data. Soon, yeah. soon there will be an API available if you want to interact with it more intelligently. Automatically mm. run hundreds or thousands of queries a day. Export results more impactfully, and so on. That sort of thing as well. Uh, that'll be coming out soon. Yeah, you you would think that uh, if you can implement it into some sort of um, desktop that that you're using, you know, there are a few of the big ones that are out there, you know, that would definitely be a plus too. Oh, well, we're available. Reach out, guys. We're we're happy to. I'm happy to talk to people. That's uh, that's awesome. Yeah, so we, we want to have that be available via the API, but also via the CSV export. So that's something we also offer. So you can, if you run a query, you can export everything to CSV as well. So uh, and, I'm sorry. Let Let's talk um, use case. Um, on this thing. So give, give me a couple examples of, of uh, how this technology was used and how it was beneficial to, to un, unmine some data. 
So I can give. I was going to take it back to the, the language point you mentioned earlier. I have two use cases that I can bring up. I have other ones too that I can also mention from working on uh, on these cases in the past. But uh, also, I have two use cases: one in Russian and one in Arabic uh, mm-hmm. that I available in my blog. So we can include links to those for anybody who wants to read them as well. Yep. Uh, but Telegram is a fascinating use case for a few reasons. I think we can discuss uh, as we get into these use cases. We can discuss some of the different kind of industry wide or applications that they happen to have. So if you're more in the space of general OSINT, right, and not necessarily deep PI work or looking at individual, Telegram is fantastic for gaining a broader understanding of what's happening, gaining live updates, that sort of thing. And on that note. I have a fascinating case of exploiting, of uh, exposing a Russian information operation, calling on Ukrainians to radio into a certain radio frequency and surrender, right? Which they spread artificially via Telegram. And by using telemetry, you can find not only the calls that they spread across Ukrainian Telegram channels and groups to actually surrender and tune into the radio station, the radio frequency and so on, but also the Russian public groups and channels where they organized, right? To do this actual carrot sack operation. So you have the evidence of here, we're all going to meet in this channel and then we're going to send links to these things and saying this and so on and then you see the impact of it so that's one thing you can use it to uh, take care actually takes you can use it to expose coordinated cyber activity online i use it for that i use it to expose hacking groups and investigate hacking groups right if you're looking into a specific hacker for example you can see where they've been posting what they've been saying across telegram right or with certain other keywords and so on and then maybe they slipped up sometime they had a link to something whatever it happened to be and you can expose their identity uh, we also have one case recently with uh, Hamas, where Hamas, the organization, terror organization running uh, the Gaza Strip currently, uh, had, after enormous Western pressure was brought to bear on them, uh, they removed access to the main Ham- Telegram, removed access to the main Hamas channel in the Google Play and Apple App Stores. Uh, so you can still use it if you, what's called sideload uh, telemetry onto your device, meaning you download it under your computer and then install it. Uh, in a way that avoids utilizing the app stores. Android devices can do this. And you can look at a a coordinated Hamas campaign to actually encourage people to do so to avoid the Google and Apple ban as well. So we'll have links to all of those uh, as well. I also have cases in the past. There's a a case in Act Defense. If you look up an organization called Baragini, this is back when I worked there, uh, where I looked into a group, a hacking group in, uh, in Ukraine that was actually Russian. And you can utilize other tools and so on to kind of look into the analytics of the group and what they've been doing on their own channels and so on and uh, work in that capacity. I can also go into PI stuff if you like. That's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. give me mentioned. a couple of P- PI examples. So some, things, so some work that I've done on Telegram uh, has been looking into individuals, right? To better understand their own online exposure and any possible exposure in the context of crimes, right? They want to gain as part of the PI work, they want to gain a better understanding of their threat landscape and what assets they have exposed. So I've worked in certain cases with companies where the C-suite has been exposed online or they've received threats. And then utilizing telemetry other tools, you can go see on Telegram what data about that given C-suite member, right, is exposed. I've come across addresses, credit card numbers, leaked files and data all across open and public Telegram channels. And I think that's an important also paradigm to mention that we think of the dark web and all these closed groups and channels as being you know, online, right, as being the places where hackers are mainly active. And sure, they are, and they do things in, in those places. But if you have access to all the data that's publicly available online in a certain platform, at the very least, you can still come across quite a bit. So that's one case as that's one case as well, uh, where it's been in that. That was more for cyber exposure as well as for physical assets. And there's some cases as well where I've also used uh, telemetry to find mentions of individuals for for location tracking. Asset tracing has been one thing I've been able to do uh, on a few occasions, uh, including with crypto, but not exclusively. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can do essentially anything with Telegram nowadays as more and more people move to the app themselves. Yeah. So, so a telemetry, you're in beta now. Um, is this something that is going to be subscription based? Like, how's it, how's it set up? How's it work? 
people have already gotten mad at me about the pricing we have on the site. So I'm going to tread lightly here. Yeah, um, yeah. This is an important thing for me to state. The pricing on the website is not set in stone. It is a placeholder. I'm going to reiterate that. Don't get mad at me. It came with a site. We're leaving it kind of as is. We're going to change it in the future. Not sure to what, but yeah. it will probably change. Yeah. Uh, it, we're, we're still working on the exact uh, pricing model. It'll be uh, some sort of subscription premium base model uh, at the end of the day. We're also trying to figure out a way to have a freemium model be involved. We mm-hmm. part of the reason why that's troublesome is, is also for legal reasons. We want to have a, avoid a scenario in the future where people are able to use it under completely false identities for illegal purposes and so on. And requiring payment adds another layer of security in that regard. And also, of course, this costs money. We have servers, we have cloud costs, we have rent and, and things we need to pay also as well. We want to earn hopefully a few bucks on this. But our goal, in, in contrast to other tools in the space, is to be affordable. And I'll explain what I mean. We want to hit every level of the market here. We want to be serving enterprise. So we're talking to companies in that space. We want to hit SMBs. And we also want to serve the humble analyst or private investigator uh, working a case who doesn't have much money to spend and wants to look up some stuff on Telegram. Yeah. That's what I've been most of my life. And that's what I, I want to serve that also as well. So yeah. we'll have subscriptions uh, ranging from $10, 20 $30, whatever it happens to be a month, up to hundreds and even thousands of dollars or even more for the very heavy use cases uh, across there. There will also be other advanced features and so on that we're working on, working on a monitoring suite to build and monitor channels uh, live, better analytics, other cl- other requests and so on. If anybody here would like to see a certain feature, feel free to reach out to me. We'll get my contact info in the about section. I'm more than happy to hear from the community. Yeah, absolutely. It's very exciting, man. And it's like seeing these things and even like going back to scope now, like I'd mentioned earlier, I, I got in, early and like a bad a beta customer right seeing you know how it started into what it is right now you know like it's the little engine that could you know just hey how about this idea how about that idea let's let's see if we can do this you know and you know then seeing the implementations of it uh cross tracks is another one i can think of uh the case management system where they've solicited for ideas from their own members and then seeing like okay well this next version we're going to be able to do this or do that i do that i did the same thing on investigators toolbox right some people said hey we'd really love to see this we really love to see that um so being able to um i think it's important that uh when you're a company like this and you're and you're, you're getting revenue that you're taking a percentage of that revenue and you're doing r d with it for the next version um and it sounds like you're way ahead of that. <laughs> you got plans already with where you oh. want to go I can tell as as they uh, said in Arrested Development, I don't have a lot of income, but I have a lot of outcome. Yeah. Um, so I, all of our money is currently going to either R and D or legal, yeah. as it as, as it is currently. Uh, sure. So we're we're working on fixing that, and we're going to hopefully start charging soon to to create some to slow to really be able to invest more in the features. But absolutely, we have a long roadmap planned. We do want this to be not just a humble search engine, which is great in of itself, but to really be the full Telegram data platform that we think it can be. Uh, and then who knows, we expand other messaging applications that are, do, you know, there's plenty of work that can be done uh, going forward, but we do have a very broad long-term vision here that we want to have serve every level of the space, yeah. right? Uh, from your corporate shops all the way down to the the guy just starting out. Oh, um, so, that's, so that's what we want to work on, but it just takes time and uh, resources, but we'll get there. I'm yeah, optimistic so far. Definitely. definitely. So before we wind down here, I, I want to talk a little bit about how Telegram has been important in Israel. And what's going on? You had mentioned Hamas and and channels being shut down and things like that. You know, how has the ability to monitor communication that's out there? What what, what have been the benefits, um, in your opinion, to to all that? So I'll take it back one step further, if you will, to the Russia Ukraine war. 
uh, which is where I think most people really first heard of Telegram, most people outside of uh, Europe at the very least, right? First heard of Telegram really in that context. And in that context, I think we'll, was going to be the first war that Telegram was really central to in many capacities, and we can discuss it in many ways, and that was the case, right? Psychological warfare, cyber activity, targeting. Right. You had Russian and Ukrainian Telegram bots requesting that the other side send them information about troop locations, for example, and so on. There we see a much broader uh, scope of work, our expansive Telegram in terms of its utility, whereas what it's been here primarily has been a source of, of data for a few different uh, utilities. Hamas has used it uh, very effectively, I must say. Uh, in their in their psychological warfare and propaganda efforts. They use it, in fact, so effectively that I think it actually bit them in the ass a little bit, if you don't mind my saying. Uh, we can edit that out. I don't know what your rules are. <laughs> uh, mild, mild, mild profanity. Shame uh, on you. I'm giving you a verbal <laughs> reprimand. <laughs> exactly. exactly, exactly. Uh, they, they were incredibly effective. And there's been some great research and coverage in mainstream media also of their media onslaught, right? Where they've moved effectively exclusively to Telegram, not exclusively, but primarily to Telegram because they're banned from mainstream platforms. And mm -hmm. they can utilize Telegram to get the message out very quickly and very effectively. Additionally, Telegram is also very popular in the Arab world and the Middle East in general as well, making that doubly more impactful for them. Uh, the world of messaging applications and the public spaces that they offer is still something that we don't really, I think, fully understand uh, in the West, at the very least in an investigative capacity. So it's harder to gauge. So it serves Hamas very effectively for their propaganda uh, and, you know, uh, psychological warfare and war efforts and so on. And you see that in the way that they, they speak. And we see that also, by the way, with other Hamas-affiliated actors as well, with Hezbollah, which has a very large presence online, Iran, and all of its various uh, axis of resistance uh, organizations are all very active uh, online in Telegram. Uh, Iraqi organizations are very big on there also as well. So they use it not only for propaganda, but also for general communications and activity. And then for on the Israeli side, it's been crucial for a few things. Firstly, for following Hamas-related activity, it is an important source of information, intelligence, and analysis, whatever you want to say, uh, whether it's the official channels that you're following or local groups in certain areas or groups affiliated with uh, a given other entity. I can, again, share a blog article on this also as well, where I've come across Hamas-related telegram channels carrying out organized propaganda campaigns, doxing Israelis, right, threatening other individuals, and so on, that right. sort of thing. Uh, and Israelis have been using it to follow that activity, which is important in of itself, but also to for their own purposes, right? There are numerous Israeli channels now that have been uh, sharing video and content of the October 7th uh, massacre. Uh, so as they say in Hebrew, the Black uh, Shabbat or Saturday uh, to share online with other people to, to store the evidence of the atrocities and so on. That's something, by the way, that we saw also in, in uh, Ukraine and also in Syria in the past uh, previously. The Telegram is a repository for this activity, for this data and content, which is important, but it gets taken down on mainstream platforms because it is gory or violent or whatever it happens to be. Uh, so that's one element of it. And then also for general organization, Israelis have been moving to Telegram even prior to this war for domestic political reasons that are probably beyond the scope of this uh, of, of this podcast. But we had larger domestic social support networks and organization channels and groups that have been utilizing Telegram to organize civil society very effectively as well. Right. So like anything, there are two sides of the coin uh, to this uh, specific scenario. But I think everybody essentially agrees uh, that it's changed everything in many ways. Sure. Last point I'll bring up is that Rolling Stone, I think it was, I think it was Rolling Stone, I'll correct me if I'm wrong, I'll send a link after this, had an article on how Telegram has impacted the broader online landscape, and I would agree with this analysis. They called it the Telegram and Twitter pipeline, where Telegram is kind of, in Telegram there's no algorithm, there's no feed, other than what you sign up for or you follow actively, right? You see what you want, what you choose to, what you choose to receive. Uh, but on platforms that have algorithmic algorithms, right, that share content or algorithmic impact and so on, 
content gets moved from Telegram to those platforms, and then it really blows up. And that's why we see certain things on TikTok and Twitter and Facebook and so on really kind of moving beyond what they might otherwise be doing, uh, but originating on Telegram. Sure. I think in many ways it's become it's become the new Twitter. I would say, yeah. in many in many ways. Yeah, somebody can buy it and rename it Y. Right. That would the next, the next big thing. So, all right. On that note, I think we're gonna we're gonna wind down. Um, Ari, thank you so much for coming on and just educating us a little bit. I think you got a really neat product, uh, and I always root for the entrepreneur. I really do, man. And um, I, I wish you great success. We're gonna put uh, a bunch of links in the show notes. Uh, for uh, the case studies and um, obviously a link to the app and all that. And uh, I wish you the best of luck, man. Thank you so much for coming on. Matthew, thank you so much. This was, this was a dream come true for me. Thank you. Okay, man. Have a good one. Thank you everyone for tuning in. We'll catch you guys on the next show. What an interesting show. Thanks Ari for coming on and please stay safe out there in Israel. We hope there is a conclusion to all the military action in the near future. We want to thank Campbell Insurance Group for sponsoring our show. Remember to tell them you listen so you can save $50 when you apply for insurance. Additional thanks to Scope Now, Pacific Liability Research, Satellite Investigations, and the PI Institute for Education. Also, don't forget about investigatorstoolbox.com. If you type in version 2.0, 25%, you'll save $50 when you join. If you have a question or a comment about the show, email Matt at MatthewS at SatellitePI.com and you can find him on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. We'd like your feedback to bring you the best shows possible. And we'll be back next week with a new show, so make sure you tune in and stay safe out there.